0: Baseball baseball season long uh they're back in action friday on 11 a.m first pitch 10:45 broadcast time and you would hear the dulcet tones of one andrew allegretta uh, andrew thank you so much for jumping on with us here always appreciate you friend of the show and listener to the show
1: uh yes all of those things apply everything but the dulcet to- tone
0: how are you <laughs> you don't you don't like the dulcet tones you don't think you have dulcet tones I don't know it's fine it I feels don't know
1: like it's the de- default term like yeah. if you talk to someone that calls games or like speaks for a living they have dulcet tones whether or not they actually do who knows
0: oh that's so that's so true I've never thought about how that's just like a crutch word I need to I need to abandon that because I don't even know what dulcet means like what, what does that even mean I'm not a vandy guy I don't, that just sounds good I guess like you just have you have a good sounding voice I'm gonna find better uh uh exploratives <laughs> about you to to start throwing those out there Andrew that's fine all of that's good (laughs) so vandy baseball off to a good start personally i think watching these games listening to these games keeping up with them how we do uh six and three right now had a little bit of a scare game if you will last night uh against uh uh, austin p an 11-7 win these first nine games andrew what have been your thoughts on this team starting back with the tcu loss to kick off the season
1: I think first and foremost, the pitching staff, I don't know if it's as good as advertised because I don't necessarily know what people's perception of the advertisement is, Uh, but I think it is certainly right up there in terms of the best in the conference and by default and one of the best in the league. Um, So they've got the pitching staff uh, to make them competitive uh, throughout the course of the entire season, whether that's Hulton on a Friday I think Hunter Owen, who is typically thrown on Saturday so far, has proven himself as someone that has a chance to stick in an SEC. Weekend rotation, and Nick Maltinato, um on Sunday was incredible. Came out of the bullpen, three innings got the save, eight strikeouts, no runs. Uh, and he helped Vanderbilt win a really important series against UCLA, a team that Coach Gordon told me anyway, he wouldn't be surprised if UCLA all at Omaha. So that was a really big victory. Uh, the offense needs to grow. Um, Jonathan Vastein has been a wonderful, I don't know if he's a surprise, uh, but a sophomore stepping up and, and growing up in front of our eyes. And then some of the upperclassmen, I think, are just trying to find their way a little bit. Um, whether that's Parker and whether that's RJ Shrack or Jack Bolger. So, the huge plus would be the pitching staff and, and some of the points of growth would be the hitting, which I guess us that have kind of watched this team throughout the fall and spring isn't necessarily a surprise but working a play out in real time on the field.
0: It seems like this team, it, its they're going under this, rep with this, with this start to the season, like you kind of mentioned that, with obviously kicking it off against TCU, Oklahoma State, then Texas, uh, and then the tough stretch there with UCLA right at the beginning. I mean, it does seem like... Tim Corbin, in a way, with this schedule, is wanting to pressure test this team uh, right off the get go because he just knows the rigors of the season. But he also knows this team needs to be tested early.
1: Yeah, I suppose that stuff is true. I think this team has typically gone and done something challenging somewhere throughout the concept, uh, course of non-conference play. I know they've done, you know, a bunch of games in like the Dodger Town Classic, or they've, uh, I believe, they've gone out to uh, Arizona at some point in time. Um, obviously last year, not as challenging as a set of games, but they play Hawaii in Hawaii, which has its own set of challenges in terms of getting your body right and all of that sort of stuff. So this sort of feels like the MO. Um, Also, it's definitely a little bit extra ramped up uh, to start off with three Big Ten teams play UCLA, and then this weekend we're taking on um, three Big Ten teams. So this might be a little bit extra of a ratchet up for Coach Corbin. Now, is that because of this particular team? I I don't know. These things tend to get scheduled fairly far in advance. So I'd be hard-pressed to say he saw this roster and tried to line up this schedule. Uh, But he's definitely lined up something special this year.
0: Let's talk about those games coming up too. So, strange one. I mean, personally, I I remember – I'm trying to think of all the teams, Andrew. You probably know them better off the top of your head, but they used to have, like, the Oakland Raiders play football on a baseball stadium. Uh, this is going to be college baseball played on an NFL field uh, there at U.S. Bank Stadium where the Minnesota Vikings are. Uh, first thoughts on that, playing on that kind of field. I saw a photo of it. It looks, it looks kind of insane, honestly.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Um, I'm curious to see all of it. So we take off tomorrow. Uh, and we'll get ourselves a look at the ballpark in quotes um, (laughs) coming up at some point tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening. Uh, I guess, looking at it, they've basically brought makeshift shipping containers into the stadium, and they'll use those as dugouts because there are no natural places for dugouts on a football sideline, and those don't exist. Um, I think it's right field. Is like 270. Now, they've built up a fence, right? So it's a bit like the monster at Hawkins Field, but it's still like 270 down the right field line. That's going to be weird. Um, and who knows in terms of reading baseballs off the bat for the outfielders. Uh, the whole thing is going to be interesting. I've got a hunch that I won't be behind some home plate as <laughs> all the games and kind of up one of the lines. Uh, which I did a whole summer of that one time, like 10 years ago. So it's doable. You've got a great vantage point of if the ball is high or if the ball is low, not so much in versus out. So it's all doable. I'm not complaining. It's just, yeah, if you're you're a creature of habits – this one's going to throw
0: you for a loop a little bit. Oh, it's, it's, uh, there's going to be a lot of people once they see it. Cause you could go to us bank stadiums website for anybody that does want to see it earlier. And they have a photo of exactly what it is going to look like. So right field is the purple monster. just go ahead and get ready to, to, to say that Andrew, it's the purple monster, big wall out there in right field. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, they, it's all, it's, it's just a turf field that is all grass, and they just have the white lines around. It kind of looks like something that a dad would make for like an extreme makeover kind of baseball backyard in their, for their for their house or something, but it's just on a much grander scale. But all the same, the Vandy boys are going to be playing that no matter what, and Andrew's going to be calling a terrific game all the same. So uh, let's talk about the opponents, though. You, know, you mentioned the Big Ten, what you're going to get. You have Nebraska, Maryland, Minnesota. Seeing a lot of different units very early like this I feel like once again it's it's, it goes up against what what's happening with this team whether it was on purpose or not with Tim Corbin I know he has to like the effect that it's having because you're seeing so much of different styles which is very important this early in the season
1: yeah, so we've seen a UCLA team that certainly feels like us. Very good pitchers, very good defense. The offense has a few big guys in the middle of the order. Um, Oklahoma State, who we played on Game Two in Arlington, is a bunch of dudes that just hammer home runs. Uh, Austin P, who we played yesterday, is just a junior version of Oklahoma State because they got a couple of Oklahoma State transfers, and their coach at Austin P is a first-year head coach from Oklahoma State, so you're seeing that style. Uh, Maryland's, I think, a fairly physical team that can hit the baseball pretty hard. Uh, the other two Big Ten teams, I don't know. Um, I think at last check, Nebraska was like three and three. At last check, Minnesota had not won a game. Um, so I, I think, if nothing else, it's, it's establishing uh, kind of a consistency of work ethic, which is very much a Tim Corbin thing. If you're going to go from Arlington back home off to Minnesota, like you're you're jumping right into kind of a difficult travel. Uh, keeping your body right, staying hydrated, all of that, you know, coach speech stuff about playing good baseball uh, and doing it consistently, you're, you're dealing with it right away from an everyday standpoint. Um, we'll see what the games bring. They're also at awkward times. Like, it's 11 on Friday, it's 11 on Saturday, and then it's 6 p.m. on Sunday night, So you've got a huge window between Saturday and Sunday of playing baseball. All of it None of it, again, is like good or bad or whatever. It's just a card you're dealt, and it's more about, as a baseball player, bringing yourself to the right frame of mind regardless of if someone's throwing down a, you know, this card or that card or whatever it is. It's about getting yourself in the right routine to succeed whenever you're asked, which is what baseball players are, are always taught to do. They've just kind of lift it.
0: Talking with voice of the Vandy boys, Andrew Algretta. Uh, Andrew, so now let's look at the rest of the season, or not the rest of the season, but the season so far that you've seen. Who have been some of the standouts to you that, you know, every every play-by-play guy does their due diligence, learns what it is, but then players just pop sometimes. Who has that been so far for you?
1: Uh, In terms of people that perhaps were off the radar coming into the season, because first off, Bradfield Jr. is, incredible and continues to be that way uh, for folks that that don't know we're talking about a junior that won the SEC freshman of the year a couple of years ago uh, he just had the Vanderbilt Cooper stolen base record um, I guess back on Sunday versus UCLA uh, he's he has been and continues to be elite um, from a player standpoint I mentioned Jonathan Bastine get to know him a sophomore from Florida um, he's totally totally taken a, a significant step. Um, a lot of it, I think, is is just confidence in getting settled. He looked, and this is just outside looking in, he looked a little unsettled as a freshman, you know, trying to figure out life at Vanderbilt, life in this program. This year, he feels very comfortable, and you can see it with his skills taking over. Uh, and then from a pitching standpoint, I think one person that's taken a notable uh, jump, if you pay attention to this team, is the sophomore, Bryce Cunningham. Um, He did start a few games last year. Uh, They've used him mostly as a middle relief guy uh, so far this season, but in that Sunday game versus Texas, Sutrell and Bryce Cunningham uh, combined to absolutely shut down the Texas Longhorns. And the fastball is, you know, 94, 95, 96 this season. Bryce Cunningham, his command seems better. His demeanor on the mound seems better. So those would be my three picks uh, for guys that have popped so far.
0: This team, you know, you've obviously seen other teams so far and, and, and a lot of baseball just in, in tow. I think a lot of Vandy fans out there are really chomping at the bit for SEC play uh, and not only just more SEC play, but looking at what's going on with the Vols and and obviously the history and more recent history with Vandy baseball and Vol baseball. Does this seem like a better team to you than what we had last year on the field? I don't
1: know. I, I, I genuinely do not know. Uh, I think, you know, last year they had a very good pitching staff and I think they had a couple of really good hitters. Um, but I think what the coaching staff might say is the offense didn't play connective enough. It's like, just because you can go out and hit a double or whatever, that may not be situationally the best thing. Uh, and at times they couldn't spring together the right plays. Uh, so far the offense is still going through growing planes, um, You know, you lost the middle part of your order last year between Dom Keaton and Spencer Jones. So you're trying to figure out who's going to be those guys in the middle of the order, and how are you going to look and feel different this year than you did a season ago. Um, So I don't know. I generally don't know if it's better or worse than last year's team. I mean, I think we'll figure that out as the season kind of uh, goes along. Uh, But they're not a finished product by any stretch. Uh, The pieces are there. For a very good season, uh, but they always are. So it's a matter of it's a matter of putting it together.
0: I didn't know this about Tim Corbin. We had him on last week, uh, or two weeks ago. I don't even remember how long ago we had him on, but we had him on, and uh, he had told he told us that every morning, seven thirty in the morning, uh, he's putting on his baseball pants. Um. One, had you known that? And two, do you look at 7.30 in the morning every morning and think Tim Corbin is putting on his baseball pants right now? Because I've been doing that ever since I found that knowledge.
1: Uh, so, first things first, I didn't know that specifically, uh, but I think if you're around Coach Corbin enough, you recognize the routines he operates in. And I'm pretty sure he's up every morning at like 5-ish, and get gets a workout in, or some form of it, right? Like, it may not be that exa- I don't know, right? But he's very regimented. So, no, I'm not surprised that he puts <laughs> his baseball pants on at 7.30 every single morning. Uh, and I haven't thought about it. And I'm also pretty sure that tomorrow at 7.30, I will also not think about it.
0: Well, I'll send you a text reminder just to, <laughs> yeah, hey, no, Corbs no, is probably putting on no. his pants right now.
1: No, that's fine. I'll be eating breakfast next time. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: And you're out, Greta, voice of the Vandy boys. You're going to be able to hear him. Friday, like he said, uh, we're going to get that game 1045 in the morning. You don't really see that yeah. a lot. That is, <laughs> that's thats going to be yeah. a, gonna have to wake up those uh, dulcet tones, right? <laughs> that's the last time I'm using that phrase. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's a big old cup of black coffee, again. <laughs> on a football field. Baseball on a football yeah. field. That's going to be fun. We enjoy yeah, the third I called a game side just cuz you're here and why not. But uh, I called a game one time. Uh what is the bowling green minor league team? The Hot Rods. The Hot Rods. The Hot Rods. Their press box is down the third base line and it's past third base. So it's really in left field. So you're calling a game from left field. Uh, there was no. I had no clue. I was just waiting for every time the the ump would raise his hand or not. I was like, I can't tell if this is a strike or not. So I know you're gonna. You're a much better play by play man than me. You're gonna do a much better job with that. But it's just I, gonna it, be no. I, good I to mean, know the. It
1: is what it is. It, it, it is what it is, man. Right. Like <laughs> I've done Cape Cod Baseball League stuff on a folding chair from like West. So, like, you know what? Like, we're all fine. I'll be in the Vikings stadium. No one needs to cry for me.
0: I'll think of you, but I'll think at 730 uh, of Tim Corbin putting <laughs> on his baseball pants. All right, Andrew, I'll let you go. Thank you so much for jumping on, buddy. Take it easy, Zach. Good stuff from Andrew Greta.